Live from South Florida, the Brian Mudd Show starts right now. Now, now. News Radio 610 WIOD. My position is I would rather um, uh, protect the rights of people to vote, of all Americans to vote, versus protecting the right of one senator to prevent them from being able to vote. Ah, yes. Damn that Kirsten Cinema. Damn that Joe Manchin. Yeah, poignant moment yesterday. You know, Cinema, she's been pretty rock solid in terms of principle right along. Where Manchin has been in opposing the Build Back BS bill, it looks like, I mean, he got all the all the heat, and he was the front man for that, but it looks like Cinema wasn't on board either, and that's been the case with a couple other key policy issues. Then you take a look at this filibuster deal, and she had previously been on the record saying she was not supportive of making it go away. But, you know, you, you've seen how, I mean, she was literally followed into a bathroom by activists. Remember that deal a few months back? So a, maybe they thought they had harassed her and intimidated her enough to where she was going to crack. So no sooner do you get Biden out of that lunch with them than Cinema turns around, goes to the Senate floor, and eats his lunch by saying, no, said this before, I'm going to be clear, not going to do it, not going away. So good honor. But, yeah, and then you hear you know, Duckworth going off on, on how dare she and the mansion and all that. Well, let's take a look closer to home, shall we? The state legislative session, 60 days that tend to go quickly. The fast and furious legislative session underway. State Senator Manny Diaz Jr. joining us now. How's Tallahassee? Other than it's chilly down here, so it's got to be cold up there. Yeah, good morning, Brian. It's not too bad. It's actually uh, it's actually nice. High 50s. Uh clear skies so it's uh it's not bad today but it does does tend to dip into the 30s during session so well we'll see what happens you're saying you're saying not bad are you still a south floridian it's in the 50s and you're like that's not cold <laughs> i i you know i'll take what i can get I'm not shivering <laughs> it's in the 60s right now down here and i'm still wearing long sleeves so anyway um tell us what's going on what, what what's happening this first week well, you know, we had a fast and furious open to the session. Uh, you know, we got uh, the Senate uh, actually moved uh, our, uh, our our redistricting and got our Senate map down to one map and uh, was amended and the numbering system was done. And so that'll be going to the floor probably next week, along with our version of the congressional map. Obviously, that one has to go to conference with, you know, with the House. Um, and, and we had a flurry of bills that moved this week and... Uh, we're we're off and running and hopefully uh, starting the budget process here in the next two weeks. You know, I, I actually want you to take a moment on that whole redistricting piece because we know that there had been uh, a series of maps that had been unveiled, the congressional maps and and then also for the state legislature that had been you know put, put up and and it, they were available for for public uh, consumption and we had numerous outside experts and analysts, including Princeton's gerrymandering project. They took a look at these proposals, and Florida's were rated the highest in the country in, in terms of having the least gerrymandering. You know, the Princeton gerrymandering project giving the maps uh, a solid B, uh, again, the best grade anywhere. 
We're now hearing, and you have this effort that is uh, seemingly underway again. I don't know if it's because they got their way, you know, 10 years ago or what, but first it was the League of Women Voters again coming out and saying, well, but the, you know, the, the Cinemap and, you know, House Map, we, we got problems here and, you know, hinting around legal trouble. And then you had another activist group, their name, you know, uh, escapes me at the moment that came out a couple of days ago. What of it? You know, what of these maps? And, and tell us what, your your task with at the Senate and House level. Well, look, the the maps. The truth is, what happened with the maps last time around. Florida has a constitutional amendment that directs the process of redistricting, and we have to abide by those tiers. It was new, brand new, the last time we did redistricting, and there were issues with it. But I think the hypocrisy of these groups who are clearly partisan, hiding behind the veil of some you know, altruistic cause, they're, they're, demo, they're Democratic operatives. I mean, that was clear. The League of Women Voters drew the maps the last time because the courts allowed that to happen. We don't have that same court anymore. The court's been redone by Governor DeSantis's appointments with constitutionalists who understand that it is the role of the legislature to draw the maps, not the role of the court, not the role of Democratic operatives. And so while I, I do think... Uh, that the maps, especially the congressional maps, will change. I, I, I've listened to the, you know, flurry of meetings. I have examined uh, the documents, and these maps have been drawn based on the Tier 1, the Tier 2, and all of the requirements that are listed in the Constitution, plus the chairman, Senator Ray Rodriguez in the Senate, listened to the testimony, listen to the remarks, listen to the court orders from last time to make sure that any of those mistakes were avoidable. What happens, Brian, is they're not going to be happy unless they have a Dem majority of seats in the map. And here's the reality. In this state, we have surpassed Democrats in registration. You have more Republican voters than you have Democratic voters. So when you distribute maps, there's probably going to be a good mathematical chance that you have seats that are more prone to have Republican voters than others because it's just mathematics. I mean, you draw the maps using the the parameters that are in the Constitution. I think it's been done. Um, obviously, the federal maps, the congressional maps, have a different, a little bit of a different uh, uh, thing with it because number one, those congressional maps can be vetoed by the governor. Our legislative maps do not go to the governor, but the congressional ones do. Number two. Uh, it's a joint, really a joint product because the Senate and the House have produced congressional maps while we have not produced uh, maps for each other. The Senate has drawn the Senate map. The, the House has drawn the House map. But there are requirements in those federal maps that don't exist in our maps. For example, deviation. And when you start talking about this, it's very technical. But deviation means that state, if there's 28 congressional districts, they have to be split even with zero deviation of population. <clears throat> that doesn't apply to the legislative maps, we can have up to a 10%, even though we didn't do that. I think he chose 2% as the cap. But when you start to split up the state equally, it's very difficult, especially when you have to draw 28 congressional maps that meet federal requirements of minority access and all of these things that exist in the federal law uh, that don't apply to the legislative maps. So it's a, it's a complex process. To that end, um, and it's the last thing I'll, I'll drill down on, so you have these tier one and tier two standards. Tier one is the federal standard where, 
you know, you, you take into consideration, um, you know, minority interest. And so for a lot of people who might think, well, why is it that we're breaking up a particular, you know, a municipality or particular county or whatever, you know, in, in terms of geography, you are actually tasked legally, uh, and, and correct me if I'm wrong here, by that tier one standard, which is that ethnic standard above and beyond the geography. Yes, and what you're what you're talking about, Brian, hard, hard to understand for lay people, but what you're talking about is where you have a minority access district, which means that you have the district is population is majority minority, and they, the federal standard says that they should have the ability to elect the the, the candidate of their choosing. So, in an, in, in an African American population seat, you will see sometimes what looks like a strange or gerrymandered map, strange shape. The reason that that is done in those seats is because that tier comes first, and you have to sometimes geographically uh, draw a map that's odd to grab those populations to assure that 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 minority population has their choice of a candidate. That is that is one of the top tiers. Um, now, when it comes to the state legislative maps, there's a part of that, but you can choose between having my majority minority seat or having an effective minority seat. And that what that means is when you look at the, you simulate the election and when you look at the population, of, let's say in a Hispanic seat, the number of Hispanic voters in that district that come out to vote when you, when you model an election, do they have the opportunity to, to choose the candidate of their choosing, even though the seat is not made majority minority? So effective majority minority uh, accomplishes the same thing. You, 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 if you have an election in a primary or in a general, there are a lot, the, the, that, that population will have their choice of candidate. And that's, that's the standards that are used. I mean, it's much more complex than that, sure. but I don't want to bore the, well, the, the it, And it's helpful. And, and you know, the, the reason I wanted to kind of go to this place, because it, it is all of those technical things, and it, it might be difficult for a lot of people, is how thoughtful the process is and how considered the process is. And then you take a look at the outside independent reviews that have overwhelmingly said that what you have been working on and what others in our state legislature have been working on is the fairest in the country. It holds no water when the League of Women voters and other interest groups and, you know, get out there and say things. And then uh, you, you have people like the Miami Herald who get out there and write stories making it sound like everything's being gerrymandered and racial minorities are being shafted in Florida. It just isn't true. And so I appreciate it. As, as always, talk to you real soon, Manny. Thanks, Brian, and uh, yeah, look forward to talking to you soon uh, and keeping you updated. State Senator Manny Diaz, Jr., of course, uh, they're in the middle of the state session where they have the big task of redistricting in this particular session. All right, so this is pretty awesome. Are you a fan of Sinatra? I mean, how can you not be a fan of Sinatra? Anyway, if you want a pair of tickets to come fly with me, which is a musical tribute to Sinatra featuring a multimedia presentation celebrating his career, it's coming Saturday, January 22nd at the King Ballroom inside the JW Marriott Miami Turnberry Resort and Spa. You know, the number one resort and spa like anywhere in South Florida. Plus, each daily winner's been automatically qualified to win a two-day, one-night stay at the JW Marriott Miami Turnberry Resort and Spa. You want to be that winner? 
be the sixth car right now at 866-610-6397. 866-610-6397. And that will be you. You're listening to the Brian Mudd Show. He's ready to go 610 WIOD.